What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? It sounds really windy where you are. Are you in your apartment? Oh, let me turn off my fan. Everyone keeps saying that. They're like, are you outside? It's really like, it sounds like a flag. Like when the wind blows through the flag. I literally just sit right in front of it. Even though today is not so hot. It's cold upstate. It's like 60 degrees. Oh, that's not, oh, heaven. Heaven. I'm not ready for fall. It's not fall, don't worry. But I love fall compared to summer. Summer is, summer is yuck. I think I totally disagree. I know you love hot. I love hot. And the older I get, the more I'm like, I love hot and humid. I know. You also like thrive health-wise and emotionally in the heat. I literally do. I'm absolutely like, we. And then fall hits and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. I feel very discombobulated by the heat. Um, the Here's two nice things about summer. Oh, okay. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, the days are long. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing is that there's nobody in New York City. And I also like that. I also like that. Is that a cricket? Yeah, I have crickets. That's, that is so, can you imagine you are in Manhattan and there's the sound of crickets? Well, it is, I mean, the, when you look out my window, yeah, I've, I you have, see you see, Le Jardin. You, see you see like an, uh, some maybe old corpse person doing a knitting. Wasn't that what you saw last week? Oh, that was scary. Yes. I know it really scared you. You were almost murdered you, in your own hallway. You see beautiful gardens mm. of, uh, two rich, um, townhouses on Charlton street, brownstones. But if you look a little bit up, if you raise your gaze and the blinds are up high enough, mm-hmm. you see full um, tall, tall office buildings in the background that have now been built a bit south of here. Can you imagine? What are they? Well, I know that it's like the offices of makeup companies, like um, I believe Mac Cosmetics. Oh, I would love to be a spokesperson for Mac. Remember okay, lip gloss? Well, I will, I'm going to try to keep screaming up to those windows and hopefully one day they'll They'll say, what's going on down there? And then they'll investigate. Give them my number. My friend Jack Fervor Uh wants to do lip ad campaigns for you. Oh, my God. Lip glass was all the rage. I remember when I first. What is that? What is that? Well, I first discovered lip glass when I had graduated Interlock and was now living in New York City. I was 18 and I took the they got on the Metro North to go visit Courtney Krantz and Conrad Lum at Sarah Lawrence. Gorgeous. Whilst there, there was a dance party and Laurel, is it Snyder? Uh-huh, from Trisha Brown. Yeah. We were going to, I think she had lip glass, which was this, uh, what would you call that? It's not lipstick and it's not a bomb. Gloss. Gloss, exactly. Lip <laughs> glass is lip gloss. It is, but it's so thick and shiny that when you put it on your lips, your lips literally just look like a perfect piece of plink of pink plastic. Like oh. it eliminates any like wrinkle or texture yes. at all from your lips. And so they just because it all just gets filled in and it's covered with schlack. Well, I'd imagine at that age, Jack, you had very little in the way of wrinkle and texture on your lips. But you know how all lips don't lips lips have like a texture to them. Not mine. No, mm-mm, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> all lips, you know, like when you draw a lip, you draw like little lines on it, you know? It's like true, that's, it's that's, true, that's, it's true. So that's gone with lip glass. I love that. I mean, was it uncomfortable? Um, I don't know, but like that's never a good question to ask me. Right, right, right. Because right. I'm kind of You're not like, in touch with that. I'm not in touch with that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about QAnon? Um, QAnon are like conspiracy theorist right wing people, correct? I can't believe you know about this. I mean, I feel uh, that's that's a word that's been around for some time. And in my mind, it's synonymous with that game like Quark, where the, oh. you know, the thing jumps up the steps. Yeah, well, I do. When people say it, when people bring up QAnon... I, well, people, I, only one person has ever said it to me. Um, I mean, they were you like, must they, think about they, Al-Anon. 
Oh, sure, sure. I actually, what I also see is a game that starts with the letter Q. Uh-huh. But I thought it was a board game, but maybe it is Quark, and it is the thing that jumps up the steps. Um, mm, well, I mean, it might also I didn't be know a thing about you're it. thinking of. It's QAnon. Like, it's like a conspiracy theorist that believes that, like, Oprah Winfrey and Tom Hanks are um, pedophile cannibals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that everything is controlled by the deep state. I mean, it's really, it's so, I love just the stories that people think about. And um, I've been thinking so much after our last conversation about Kellyanne Conway and um, my, uh, my, my true kind of hats off to her uh, in terms of mm. really keeping mm. the mystery really not letting us know what's going on. The thing with Kaylee now, her daughter, it's like all three of them now, her husband, Kellyanne, and now her daughter all have a career in some kind of like uh, fight against at-home politics that may or may not be true. Um, Jack, I will campaign for you to star as, as, as her in the movie. Well, you know, I was thinking how when uh, Donald Trump was elected. That was my big. That I did all those posts about like I've been cast by Ryan Murphy. I remember doing a post on Facebook about like how excited I was that I was cast as Kellyanne Conway in a Ryan Murphy mini series called. Because at this point, she had also said, you know, when you work for the Trump campaign, you just walk around with these gaping, seeping wounds all the time. Uh huh. And so uh-huh. I put on Facebook, I'm so excited I've been cast as. Um, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway and the Gaping Seeping Wounds of Kellyanne Conway by Ryan Murphy, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, that's amazing. I mean, it's not not so hard to believe. Like that one, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like... Ryan Murphy, Ryan Murphy, paging Ryan Murphy, like paging Mac and Ryan Murphy. Like, absolutely. Sign me up. Oh, it'd be so good. I feel like it's inevitable at this point that there's going to be some kind of television or film content about Anne Rice, the made-up um, congresswoman that Charles Rogers invented who looks like Steve Buscemi. Wait, what is her name? I think it's Anne. It can't be Anne Rice, can it? It can't be. No, no. That's the vampire no. lady, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Absolutely. That wait, is the, we have the to look quote it up. unquote we have to vampire look it up. lady. We have to look it up. Okay, wait. What is it? It's Anne, Anne something. Anne Ranch. Anne Ranch. Anne Ranch. I knew it was Anne a Anne Ranch. I knew Anne it was a Sen- Senator Anne Ranch. Oh, she's um, a senator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Senator wow. Anne Ranch. Yeah. That, I mean, she's not. It's a full fictitious character that is like a kind of incredibly photoshopped face. I know. Of, it's what a beautifully um, devised joke. It's, it is really, it is really something. I mean, that has taken effort. The creative search party literally had to spend time with his post people in order to make this happen or something. I don't understand. Charles Rogers, iconic. He's a, he is a real iconic queen. True, 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 true. And he really invented a, a really sort of, uh, incredible, uh, character around, a certain political tone deafness that uh, exists in this in this country yeah, and in the age sure. of social media, but I Kellyanne like- Conway is is a real. I really oops, I just dropped. I really, I really hope that um, yeah, I hope it comes to pass. I really, I'm obsessed with her. The more I think about it, the more I think of just the full postmodernism of her of alternative facts and. Um, this, uh, it's interesting. I read this really great, or I found great article about, uh, her being actually a liberal left invention. Um, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was, it was the opinion piece about how alternative facts is also this, uh, such a, what a, what a liberal left notion of kind of, um, always being able to play the other side of something um when we sort of think about well that's structurally made or that might be true but this other day this other thing is true Mm. and um and in this way I think something that is really that I I 
I think has been well documented, the kind of what's in fashion for the Liberal Party at the moment. It reminds me when you were talking about the values of the right, and I was like, what values? <laughs> and it was, mm-hmm. and actually, mm-hmm. I think it's true. And actually, I think the values of the right stay really pretty consistent. Well, they are very oddly determined that nothing changed since, mm-hmm. you know, 1920 or 1905. So <laughs> some things happened to these people. They were, they, something happened to them when they were a child or in school, they were made to feel incredibly insecure about their intellect or some, they were bullied for being different. Something happened to them that they feel and cannot, they can't see logic you know what i mean it's impossible Are you talking for them- about the right or about the left the right the right, oh, okay. right, right because it's impossible for them to see that what they're doing now is exactly what people like them were doing you know 40 years ago 50 years ago when they weren't allowing black people to go to school things like that so when they're well, saying absolutely like absolutely those parts yeah 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 so when they're like saying that you know queer, gay culture, queer values are going to ruin the world. Family values. Exactly. Ruin family values Mm -hmm. or that like abortion is um, a crime against humanity, things like this. Mm -hmm. They are a hundred percent going to be villainized in history and yet they cannot see it. Yeah. I think they'll be villainized. I mean, who knows? Well, any people in history who've gone out of their way, out of their own personal lives that are unaffected by the people that they're fighting against, mm. they will be in trouble later on. Because when you're going out of your way to fight against people that are not a threat to you in yes, any way whatsoever, that's not it good. Does, it does It does end up looking... It do, Generally, the history books are written that way, but... I don't know. I mean, I I have, you know, these nightmares that it all just gets rewritten anyway. And it's like, um, you know, they're like, it was wonderful that the pyramids were made, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you can do when you have full authoritarian power. You can make these beautiful structures such as the pyramids. And that's why you all are going to get one balance bar a day. Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one... Republican who listened to our podcast, just like imagining them feeling frustrated right now. Mm. I wish there was one. I well, wish. What I would say to that Republican is, look, I also think that the the liberal left is highly problematic and not like some sort of wonderful, uh, pure thing either. Um, I think that that both sides have some real it's it's sort of like when and where and how can people take their own inventory and check in with are they being kind or not right 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 and that is the thing in this time as we like barrel towards november um that i think is really interesting and that i think the depersonalization by the by how we've all become decontextualized from covid has kind of magnified the this neur- this neurosis of um I'm right you're wrong yeah and um, love that that vibe of the I'm right you're wrong uh it's their faves it is a big a favorite track yeah um so I think that's I don't know that's been kind of compelling to think about uh in terms of the election I mean it was so wild to like read the vitriol from uh, people on the left about uh, Kamala Harris and um, you know intriguing intriguing it, it all it was I was all I was all kind of not surprised because I remember 2016 and we talked about this last week it's we already discussed this the people being like I hate Hillary um, you know, there are just so certain things again. I'm like choosing not to lean into right now to, in order to just keep my nervous system kind of steady mm. and on the up and up because to think about people, <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> you don't have to do it. It's okay. great. Look, you don't have to do it. We can talk about things that, that are ple- pleasurable. Right, 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 right. I, right. We can talk about like how bizarre QAnon is or, you know, uh, Look, these, I don't like, know enough about it to talk I don't about either. I don't know. I don't know. So it's not yeah, a... I don't, I don't either. We could, I mean, we could make up a story about it, but you know, I, I, what I do want to talk about are some stuff we've watched. I love watching okay. stuff. Okay. And I, I, re- I just finished Love on the Spectrum. I don't know if you watched that. No, I did not. Did you tell me to? I don't think so. I don't it think happened. It happened so fast. I literally turned it on, watched the whole thing, cried a lot. That was it. Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Is it a documentary? It is a reality show, documentary style dating reality show. With uh, for pe- auti- autism? Yes, people with Asperger's oh. autism spectrum people. Cool. Yes. Um, and it is tremendous. You fall in love with every person on the show. It makes you want to never tell a lie again. It makes you... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's amazing. And I, it, the parents are so moving... It is. And there's a, there's Jack, there's a woman, Jody, who's a dating therapist for, um, autistic people and, or probably for neurodiverse people in general. And Jody is a, a hero. She's a saint. She's incredible. I love therapists. They're the best. It is such a good show. And I, okay, well maybe I'll watch it tonight. Oh my God. I love I lived, I laughed, I loved. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Yes. And so in the same vein of like not looking towards people fighting against Kamala Harris, <laughs> I have caught wind that maybe there are problematic things about this show, but I'm choosing not to read those things right now because I'm riding high on having felt good about humanity from watching the show. Great. I mean, yeah. Well, don't forget, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Everyone has one exactly, exactly. Um, and they're all different and they're all different unless you're identical uh, twins. (laughs) But even then they might be just slightly different. I don't think identical twins are identical. I refute that idea. And I believe that there's definitely like some, some small things that are going to be. Well, some identical twins really lean into it and like work towards being identical and other Mm -hmm. identical twins just let nature have its way with them so they end up being different did you ever watch one of these like my secret addiction or Mm. i never remember what it was called Mm. but um it was these two identical twins who couldn't stand being apart and Were, were they male or female or other female and they couldn't stand being apart and their friend is like they're never gonna be able to date they go on a date together and like it just doesn't work out. Wow. Um, and then the the they get set up to like spend one of them is gonna spend one night in a hotel and the crew like films them while they're apart and they just can't bear it. They're wow. like moaning, they don't feel well, it's they're they're they feel horrible. And then they when they find they get to see each other after like a night. They like fling into each other's arms and are like crying and like we're n- we'll never do that again. Wow, this is a problem that they've created for themselves. Well, that's what their friend is trying to tell them, and they're like, "It's not a problem. This is nice." Oh wow! And I have to say, like maybe it is nice. Like they they like living that way, and I think they're happy. Well, then so, they will find somebody who will be into that uh, to be like a third or a third and well, a fourth. Maybe they don't want that even. Well, like, great. I love that. You know for what I mean? That. I think they seem pretty. I think they found like a good container. Um, so I don't know. It's, I did see twins like that on a plastic surgery show, and I don't know if it was botched, but I'm pretty sure I must have been in a hotel room. I don't think I can ever really watch those shows. They really, they're, they're that, those spook me out too much. Mm, but these twins were very keen on making sure that all of their surgeries happened simultaneously so that they were every like alteration augmentation that Mm. they received would be identical to their sister. And they felt that one of their augmentations had gone slightly off and they wanted to have it adjusted, I think. But I think the doctor was like, I'm not going to do that. 
<laughs> mm, what about couples that like get surgery so that they are, look the same? I don't know that. Do you know I about know that? About, no, I don't know this. Um, yeah, there's, uh, I mean, I, I was like an acquaintance with, with someone who was, who had that where, uh, they and their partner, um, got surgeries to look as, as similar as possible. Were these gay people? Um, one was, uh, female and the other was, was also female. Um, she's a, a trans woman. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I believe at that point of when they first met, I, th- I, I'm trying, I can't remember the full timeline. Um, cause I, I only knew her as a woman. Um, but yeah, that was, that's, that was something that I thought actually was, I, I was thought it was beautiful. I, it's, I don't have, I didn't have that. I don't have the desire to, but you know what, Reed, if you met someone who looked exactly like you, how would you, you feel? I, um, would you want to That would be horrifying. Kiss? Let me think. You know, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> uh, when I see movies of myself, absolutely not. I'm horrified generally. Why? I don't, I don't watch myself or hear myself on camera and think, wow. I'd like to get a load of that, you know, like to (laughs) give me a taste of that fella. I'm kind of like, it's okay. At least Mm. it's barely symmetrical. Mm. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. How do you, do you think like, I'd love to kiss me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Without even like a pause. (laughs) I'm absolutely like, that'd be fun. Um, yeah. Wow. I also like in the, it's also because there's, I'd be like, well, what facet of my personality would be coming forward with that one? Like, what if it was sort of, I don't know. I I also feel like the, if I were to do like a VR experience and be Mm. able to kiss myself or have sex with myself, I think it would ruin, it would make (laughs) me so self-conscious for the rest of my life. It would be terrible. It's good to like have a certain amount of distance from yourself. <laughs> that is that. If I, there's there's a couple of quotes that are like iconically true for your soul, and and for you, it's good to have a certain amount of distance from yourself. Is a, yeah. is an absolute read bar yeah, of yeah. me. Like yeah. what you know, like I did that. Oh, huh, uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you if you're too aware of what what it is mm. that. You look like what you what you sound like what you are. Mm-hmm. Then it's too scary to be alive. Well, because I grew up in the Hollywood studio system, and I I had to like watch <laughs> myself in the dailies with you know MGM and different movies being made that I was in, like the remake of National Velvet or mm-hmm. the remake of um, uh, Parent Trap, or you know, I mean, there were so many movies that I was continually in as a child, and I think that having then watched myself on screen so much, both in the dailies and then of course the premiere and, and et cetera. I, I think I just, I don't know. MGM may, taught me how to be a star. And from that is how I lived my life. Mm-hmm. And they taught you how to be the very, very best, most authentic version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whatever that is. What else is happening? Apparently, I'm coming to um, be with you next week. I, it's true. It's true. You better not have the the COVID. Well, it's just hard to know in this time. Well, hasn't it? It'll, when will it be two weeks that you got off the flight and back to your apartment? Um, Saturday. Mm, and besides you going out in your hallway last week when I said, don't do that without a mask, have you <laughs> done anything else that seems high risk? Well, I have. Yes, yes. I ha- yes. What? What have you done? Well, I've definitely gone to the grocery store. Yeah, but did you wear a mask? Of course. That's not high risk. What else? Oh. Do you wash your things when you get them home from the grocery store? I do not. I do not. I've given up on that. Okay. It's <laughs> not great. <laughs> um, are, you, are you still engaging in that practice? Yeah. And if I lived in New York, I really would. Oh, interesting. Absolutely. I mean, that's well, the that's the even thing. when I Is lived in like Los Angeles, I didn't do that, and 
take a look at me now. You it's know? It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, what else? Something more high risk than the grocery store. Um, I, let's see. What else? Uh, I've, I've been near people. Without a mask? Um, yes. Were you closer than six feet apart? No. Then that's not high risk. Um, something else? Well, I mean, I'm not, that's it. That you're not in high risk. That's all fine. So yeah, Jeremy and I will probably drive down to get you because the idea of you going to Penn Station and then being on the train, going to Penn Station and getting on a train doesn't scare you. No, I literally got off a plane a few days ago. No, two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, that feels like a few days ago. But also, oh, another high risk. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to scare you too much. Well, no, tell me. I've been on the subway. With a mask. Yes. <laughs> Was everyone wearing a mask on the subway? I have to say... In daylight hours, people are very good in New York. Very, very good. Have you been on the subway with people not wearing a mask? No, no, no. But I have seen people in the night on the streets of New York, Mm -hmm. fully in crowds, crowds without masks. I know. Well, you know that now New York in the night has become like, like a European plaza, like all the sidewalks are covered in restaurants. Do you know this? I do. I do. And I, so there's, I just, there's I all still these in my wooden... mind. My mind just can, still is like. What's happening? <sighs> I, you know, look, if someone was to talk about the traits of the human species, patience would not be one of the first 100. Um. Mm. We're just not a patient species. Mm. It's uh, we just can't bear it. Or and certainly in America, certainly in you know the capital of capitalism. Um, yeah, I mean, we just can't bear the idea of not now. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's what's tricky at this point? What I'm realizing is that yes, the United States responded poorly. People behaved badly. The worst. And the virus the went crazy. However, the now in all these countries where there was a more kind of totalitarian approach of like, you must stay home, you must wear a mask, and people did it, the virus is still coming back. So it is, um, this is a tricky virus. But the cat came back. It came the back. The very next day. It sure the did. Cat came back. It just wouldn't die. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I mean... A hundred years ago, mm. in the Spanish flu, mm-hmm. everyone, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't looked at the timeline, look at it, because it's what we're going to do now. It's called history. And the other thing that people are really incredible at is just forgetting history. I love it. It's continuous. They continually just forget it and are always thinking that what they're in is the first time it's ever happened. Well, I, it's I'm so, so excited for you to educate our summertime listeners I'm ready. About what? About the Spanish flu. I'm ready. Oh, about the Spanish flu. Okay. Well, the timeline of like when it's going to have its resurgence or, you know, our next big spike in any doctor, I, I, I mean, most doctors I feel have said this is going to be in the fall. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that happened with the Spanish. I mean, if it tracks the way it happened with the Spanish flu in the fall is when it will have like a really, really big resurgence. And that is anticipated for when the most, or I mean, if we follow from when that was, that would be when the most fatalities would happen. Oh boy. And then, I mean, do you want me to pull it up? No, no. I think that that generally is good information just to prepare psychologically. Um, let's see. Uh, no, but I mean, did you want me to tell you all about the Spanish flu from when I read about it? No, no. I think that if, if our listeners need to do a wiki Google search, they can get the the statistics. It's just, <clears throat> it's all it's all right there. I mean it's it's all it is online, baby. Online. Um, um, how was your day? I had a I had a weird day. I had a very weird day. Today was good. You know, I hadn't slept the last two nights. Why? It was a real like uh I couldn't sleep. I couldn't it's like and that happens to me sometimes. Um so I probably got like three hours of sleep each of those nights. And uh, also in the country, like it is bright at like five. Wow. Six. Like the, the way the sun comes up in the east um, 
here. But aren't you in that dark room with the dark drapes? No, no, I've, I've, I've moved, I've moved into, um. Parker's bedroom. Yeah. Oh, wow. King of the house. It's what we, well, I mean, the day she left, we like cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried, like sobbed, sobbed, sobbed. And then I like crawled into her bed and I was like, I'm just going to sleep here. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And, um, it's, it's sweet. It's really sweet. And that's where you stayed forever. Yeah, that's where I stayed forever. So, but also I took the, I'd already taken that, um, that dark, the, like the sheet out of the window. Oh. It's like, there's, there's no blinds anywhere in this house. There's wow, no blinds. Wow, what's happened no, to you? You're changing. There's no covers. So at like five or six, it's bright. And then I've had so much work to do. I mean, it's like. I am teaching four courses this coming semester. And so syllabi planning is a thing and planning out what's going to happen in like every class and getting that mapped out and getting the things that I want in terms of what we're going to be watching, what we're going to be reading, blah, 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 blah. Um, So that's been a lot. And then getting ready for this, for these music video shoots. And then there is a, a small doc uh, like a an artist portrait documentary that's happening of me Ooh. this week. Um, I don't I don't know if they want me to say who it's with yet, so I'm not. I won't say the okay. who it is, okay. and our listeners will find out when it comes out, which I think Netflix. will be the end of the month. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's really wild, you guys. But um, HBO is mm. doing a very small doc it's, on me. It's only going to be six hours. CBS Sunday morning. <laughs> I can't say who it is, but it's uh, MSNBC. Um, <laughs> so, and that, they come tomorrow. Oh, wow. Um, I hope you have everything's clean in case they open a drawer. Can you imagine? Well, I was like, we need to, we're shooting this outside. Um, so, and I'll do, the, I think a little bit will get shot on the porch. Um, so that is, that's been happening. The shoots that you're going to be involved in are pre-prep, location scouting, stuff like that. And Gorgeous. Yeah, it's been work. It's been a lot of work, I have to say. Well, Jack, you better work. Well, that's truly, this has been, this summer has been literally one of the busiest summers, which feels crazy to say because Mm. COVID, but like the Guggenheim video, the other video, the like. The other video, What's uh, what's the other video? I mean, it was really fast. It was, it was not a, that wasn't, that actually. I did shoot it. Jack, I think that you've forgotten about all the days where you slept the entire day. I think you're forgetting. Oh, I only got to do that for like a week or two. <laughs> like my, you know, generally I would think like a summer vacation is like a summer. So you're like, where's my eight week blackout? Oh my God. Yes. I also think I just got sort of like, oh, I don't want to do blackouts because life's short. Jeremy and I have been cooking so much. You're very um, reinvigorated making, by cooking. Making all these meals. We made the most incredible um, bulgogi bolognese with Beyond Burger. Yum. It was so delicious. Have that over a chickpea noodle with then a uh, cabbage slaw oh. and toasted ramen and almonds. I have delicious. trouble believing in alternative noodles unless it's just a straight up vegetable. Well, uh, you know, here, please give me this ad campaign, Bonza Chickpea Noodles. <laughs> they're really, they're so delicious. I, And they come in all different shapes and sizes. So, you know, tonight was like spaghetti with a, yeah, bulgogi bolognese uh, by the New York Times. Can you believe that I found that photo of Bobby Briscoe and myself? <sighs> it's really, I mean, my God, those those legs 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 the two of you red red booty shorts in red booty shorts who made that piece well here's what's incredible so like i purposely did not kind of say exactly what it was um Mm. and then nancy dalva 
adore. Did research journalism and identified everything about it, (laughs) including sending me pull quotes from reviews of that dance from 2000. Oh, oh, read read me a couple of the pull quotes about you. Oh, God, I'm going to have to pull up an email from Nancy. Okay. Okay. Well, at any rate, while I find it, I'll just say it, it was, I used to do a summer job in Los Angeles with the Rayford Rogers Modern Ballet, which is, was very strange. I remember strange. you telling me a story about you in a hot tub, I think. Um, mm, a pool. Yeah, I think you like made out with some people in a pool. No, no, <laughs> no, no. No? Or like you didn't make out with some people in a hot tub when you were out there doing that? Oh, Jack, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not for it's not for our listeners. No, it's not because it involves friends. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, it involved yourself. You met yourself, and you got to make out with yourself. My you miroir. Um, uh-huh. But at any rate, um, and that was in two thousand and five <laughs> or six, and. Oh, God, gross. Those years. Uh, <laughs> that gave me that literally I almost threw up everywhere. And one of the quotes, the subject of the email that she sent. Oh, no, no, no. The first sentence of the email was Bobby Briscoe and Reed Bartlemy swished across the stage with potent urgency. <laughs> I love it. Swished with potent urgency. We swished. Work. Swished, darling. Um, Do you know what? You know what I immediately like went to? I immediately thought of Listerine. Ooh. Because I thought yeah, you have to swish it. Listerine and you have to swish it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So thank you, Nancy Dalva, for doing research journalism. I will reply to your email. I haven't yet because I was too stunned. <laughs> I was too stunned. Um, sometimes there's things you just don't need to remember that specifically. So that happened. I, today, the plumber was scheduled, well, A of all, the super came this morning to look at my kitchen sink because apparently there was a leak downstairs. And I was fully... How many people are you seeing? You're going to come up here and you're like seeing your superintendent, plumbers are coming in. Well, you don't seem to care as long as everyone's wearing a mask. Everyone's touching everything and you're not washing it? Well, I I didn't wash the... I did wash my sink after they were done working on it. Uh, all right. All right. Go on. Um, and so today the super came and then he was like, oh, great. The plumber, he called the plumber on the phone. He said, the plumber will be here in two hours. I said, wonderful. He told the plumber on the phone. He told the plumber on the phone. So he said, the plumber will be here in two hours. I said, wonderful. So I like, you know, did a little admin work or something. I don't even recall. And then the plumber did not, in fact, come. And I thought, well, I'm supposed to be going to the garment district with Harriet to do some swatching right now. Yet another high risk activity. And... Mm-hmm. The plumber did not come for at least four hours. So I didn't go uptown. I stayed home the entire day. The plumber did fix the sink. I have an entirely new faucet and piping under the sink. And mm-hmm. um, and then I did a partial Cunningham class this afternoon. And when you called this evening, I was finishing up Cunningham class. And Banu taught today, which was very extra exciting. She has not taught any of the classes this summer. I don't understand. I thought Cunningham was at like one. It was, but they, they leave the video up of it online all day. Oh, okay. So at any rate, I also have, my meals have been erratic. I've been eating generally two meals a day and at any willy nilly, any, any which way. Two meals a day is, is it? Who eats three meals a day? I do, but just not, not, not right now. I can't do breakfast ever. Everyone knows that. But sometimes, but I mean, Jeremy made the most incredible pie and um, we've been having that and he makes fresh whipped cream with maple syrup for it. Can you imagine? It's like a whole new world where we're like cooking these meals. We're following New York Times recipes. The New York Times app. We're Mm -hmm. an app. You guys, will you sponsor us? I'm not saying you guys anymore also. I did, but I'm trying not to. You, Hey, y'all. Um, use the New York, I can't even say that without laughing, y'all, but I am going to try. Use the New York Times app. It's a cooking app. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing, we read, we can't do ads for things we're not being Well, paid I don't for. care. It's such we a good thing. We don't make any money. We don't make any money from this podcast. It's a labor it's of love. It costs only a few dollars a month and it has an amazing interface. You can literally type in like asparagus, maple syrup, and all of the cross-reference recipes will come up. 
How wonder! I know we really we did this really great uh, grilled radicchio with sausage. Mm. Um, that was great. Even though grilled meat meat is, is really weird, fun. but yes, grilled radicchio is good. It was it was good. It was really good. Um, all sorts of have you have you ever done um the the thing that Parker uh, got us into making was cowboy caviar. Never heard of it. Uh, you do your black eyed peas. Um, and I do black eyed peas in a different I, I in like a fast way where I boil them on stovetop for like 40 minutes, leave them there in that hot water for an hour, drain, rinse, perfect. Um, so you get your black eyed peas, you get your corn. Uh-huh. You do corn, the, get your corn on the cob. Um, you know, you could grill it and then, or you boil it, whatever you got, take it off the cob. You have your black eyed peas, your corn, have a, halves, do a bunch of halves of uh, tomatoes, chop up a bunch of onion. If you like cilantro, if it doesn't taste like soap, if you're not one of those people, do that. If you don't like cilantro, don't do it. Um, maybe you've got some garlic chives, toss those in there. And then um, do your oil and vinegar and, and really like more more on the vinegar. And you have this delicious uh corn, black pea, black-eyed pea uh, salsa, uh-huh. basically. Okay. And it's called cowboy caviar. Cowboy caviar. Sounds actually delicious, but also, like, I think the name is misleading. Well, it's cold, and it's like, um, <laughs> you know. It has uh, dark spots. It's And it has, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, you know, it's like small balls of stuff. Is it slimy? No. Okay. Slimy is okra, and we have been doing okra, which I love. I did see that video of a page cooking out the slime in okra because she doesn't like the slime. I'm really here for the slime. I don't mind the slime. The uh, the one vegetable that I realized I don't like is zucchini. Interesting. I don't like it. I, it's, it's it's always like the tongue of an alien. It's not for me. <laughs> well, yeah. Like if you eat it at, at mandolin into long strips, yes, it's exactly like the tongue of an alien. <laughs> That's what we do. We put it in strips and grill it, and I'm That's always like, not I don't right. Like it. You need to eat it in a different way. I'll do something with a zucchini that you'll oh, knock fun. your socks off. We'll knock your socks. Look, I don't know what it is yet, but there's something. Oh, zucchini bread, yeah. delicious. Oh, amazing. We could also do zoodles. Not... Uh, yeah, but wait till you try this bonsai chickpea pasta. You're really going to oh, lose your mind. Thank Are you. we just going to become a chicken show? Because I'd be okay with that. Bonza. I mean, all of a sudden, I've just, I have felt so activated by meals and like, um, there's a really great recipe from Parker's mom for these delicious uh, health cookies and um, where they're just like oats and almonds and uh, there's it's lots of lots of fun stuff, lots of fun stuff to cook and do besides work. That's all my life is right now is cooking and working, cooking and working. Well, you sound like a pioneer. <sighs> well, I'm out just out here, and I feed Rory and pet him. I love him so much. No, now you sound extra like a pioneer, petting a cow, cooking black eyed peas, working hard. <laughs> Working hard. T, absolutely. And like kind of going to bed, you know, relatively early because the sun is up at like five, six. I'm a full shut-in. I, I, I have no schedule. I My food is willy-nilly. I, I sometimes dance around. Oh, boy, I have another recommendation. I dance around in my living, okay. my kitchen. There is, Stuart Singer turned me on to a, an Instagram, um, what do they call Jack? Instagram... Real? No. Story. Account. Account. Uh-huh. <laughs> called um, Social Club New York, NY. Social Club NY. And they have really, really, really fun dance aerobic videos that will make your muscles burn. You need you need um, light weights. I used some cans. I used coconut milk. And... <laughs> <laughs> And um, let me tell you what, my shoulders, my triceps, my butt were burning and it was the one of the instructors, maybe the main instructor, Javier, was so delightful, so handsome, so charming, such a good dancer. It was so fun. So everybody, Social Club NY and, you know, get your I fitness like on. I like doing... 
I like doing this YouTube channel. I can't remember her name, but it's a Pilates bar class. Oh. And um, it's fun. It burns. Parker and I were doing it together. Um, Ugh, when things burn, get... I think, God, I should, I have to stop. Yeah, I'm absolutely a, like, what kind of exercise do you want to do? And I'm like, roll on the floor. Oh, yeah. I'm You're a, like, I'm a, is a standing stretch I exercise? I want to lay on the floor like a baby. Totally. I like to get so kind of, like, efficient at a, at a dance form that I no longer sweat. And then it, I can imagine that I'm exercising, even though I'm not at all. Yeah, I don't like when things sweat. No, I like sweat. I don't like, no, I'm fine with burn too. It depends which one it's burning. Like at a certain number of clamshells, I'm like, I can't. I really don't like abdominal burning. What I don't like is having to pick my head off the floor. I don't either. <laughs> I like to just, I can look with my eyes. I can look towards It always my hurts my neck. I can't get my longest coli on enough. Yeah, that's okay. That deep neck muscle. My sternocleidomastoids are always like, I'll do it. I, it's the same with my gluteus medius. My glute med is like, I'll do it. I feel like Jeremy's head could be really, could come off the floor. It's always in that position. My Jeremy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, we'll do some workouts and, uh, and, and all of that. And we'll figure out... We'll, we'll figure out coming and um, picking you up and stuff. Okay, well, we can um, tape um, some vinyl between the front seats and the back seats like they do in some Ubers now. Well, I mean, you're going to be living in this house with me and cooking. You can so put me in the of... art barn and that way you'll feel separate. I don't know. I'll go lay with Rory and we'll spoon. In the, you'll go lay with Rory in the field. Yeah. He's so cute. He's such a sweet queen. I love that queen so much. Um, okay. Well, I have to go to sleep now. What? I'm exhausted. It is 9.35. Six. Congratulations. Yeah, Can you imagine? I love that for you, and I will not go to sleep right now. Wow. Well, what could I tell you to watch that would make you sleepy? Did you watch some of what we do in the shadows? Oh, I did. I did. I really liked, um, I, I really like Evie. She's the female. Who's that? Oh, Evie is, I mean, I love all the female characters. Is that the woman they turn into a vampire? No, uh, Evie is the woman who is an emotional vampire. Oh my God. So there's the <clears throat> psychic vampire, which is Colin. And then he realizes that there's a stronger force in the office mm -hmm. Evie, he places it together, right? Emotional vampire. Mm -hmm. We've all known that person. Uh, many. So many emotional vampires. Many, many, many. So good. It really, it. she really made me laugh. <laughs> she was so funny. I laughed. I mean, this is such a spoiler for people who haven't seen the show, but um, when he's like, I don't think I can be with you anymore. And she goes, you can't break up with me. I'll kill myself. <laughs> And then he's, he's like, don't say that. You have you have so much to live for in all of this. She's like, I don't. I don't. And he's like, we'll figure it out. And they hug. And she, like, looks at camera and smiles. <laughs> and he's like, you couldn't help yourself, could you? And she's like, I just needed one more taste. <laughs> and then he, like, he goes to walk away. And she goes, Colin, wait. And he turns around. And she goes, just kidding. And then she does it another three times. It's so good. That actress was amazing she made me laugh so hard also for like that style of comedy which has a tendency towards kind of like bro-y humor i find mm -hmm. it it sort of transcends that through the vampires yes i am always like i could have some more f female characters I, I i i mean there's you know it's like four male leads and one female lead so it's yes it's true the, but the one but the main the what's his name the vampire who nandor with the familiar Mandor. he's kind of you know other presenting he's a little bit like gayish no he's well they're all like queer i mean that's the thing it's oh for all sure the, they're all all queer. the vampires are queer and so because vampires oh are oh my god the episodes with the with the baron or whatever uh-huh amazing when that coffin opened and that actor was in that costume i couldn't believe it <laughs> he was really funny when he looks at the camera and they're like oh it's just a it's a documentary thing it's 
they're filming me. <laughs> it's really, yeah, the, all of all the physicality. It's great. It's cute. It's a cute show. Enjoy cute show. what we do in the shadows, yeah, it's a cute, starring nobody we know, made by who knows. It's it's true. It's a cute show, and and Evie was really that was the one I I think I laughed at the most. Yeah, um, that's a Saturday Night Live actress. That's right. That's who she is. Yeah. yeah, and she was in um, Trainwreck. She was very funny in that movie. Oh yeah, you know what movie I saw that was not Trainwreck? Was called "I'm So Pretty," I think. Or I feel pretty. I feel pretty. I liked that movie. It's not great. Well, it go- <laughs> I think I saw it in the beginning of Quar, and I. Oh, I see. Think, but it is cute. I think I was. Yeah, I think I. You're right. It wasn't great, but I think I liked it. Didn't you love the romantic lead actor? How like regular and cute he was. Oh my god, wasn't he a dream? Yeah, he was such a dream, and he was so sweet and cute. So sweet. I was. We love. I was him. like, they hadn't found like such a kind of regular looking sweet guy since Bridesmaids. I think that that weird character that Michelle Williams kind of invented was too broad. Nope. I did not nope. like that. It was at all. amazing. Michelle Williams, I think, was my favorite part of the entire movie. <laughs> I like her small, strange voice. Just completely. I didn't like that. It was amazing. You're wrong. You're so wrong. I liked Lauren Hutton. I liked I don't that. Know. Who's Lauren Hutton? She's that model from the seventies, eighties who appeared. She's the mom of Michelle Williams. Oh right, right. No, she was great too. But Michelle Williams, when Mich- I re- I loved it, loved it. It made Michelle Williams made me laugh so hard. I love that. Hi. I'm glad. I'm glad that worked. How for are you? you? How are you? Oh, I just don't know. I like. That she kept it up. I'm really, I'm like unamused. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? What's unamused? Well, I know who our guest is next week. I'll tell you about it when you're up here. All right. And, um, ladies, gentlemen, other, we loves you. So much. Thank you for <laughs> literally listening to us talk about actually nothing. If anyone's out there, I mean, what even? <laughs> if anyone's out there, what even? All right. Bye. Bye.